Hey guys, I hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving with their family, ate a lot of good food. Oh, what an interesting couple of weeks. The month of November, a month not to remember for me and I'm sure for the Dallas Cowboys. Last night was a, it was a win. It was an ugly win, um, but it was a win. So... I have some reservations about the win, and I'll get to that in a second. And I'll get to Tony Pollard and Zeke and Mike McCarthy being out because of COVID. And, of course, as always, Micah Parsons. But I just want to say, so I started this podcast. We were 6-1. and one. Our record is now 8-4. and four. Still a winning record. I still believe we're going to win the NFC East. But something's going on with the offense, and particularly Dak Prescott. He's been inaccurate. Um, He's been late on throw. I mean, he's just kind of been, he's been inconsistent, which for him, at least from my perspective, is very off. Because I always think of Dak as very precise, accurate, consistent. Um, so watching him this last month has been hard to watch. Um, I have watched every game and last week after the loss to the Raiders, I just, I couldn't even make a podcast the next day because I just had nothing productive to say. I was so beyond disappointed that I I had nothing. I had nothing for you guys and I I didn't want to come on here and just make a podcast to make one and I know a lot of you were like hey where's the podcast for this week where's the podcast sorry I just I couldn't do it there was there was nothing positive to say about that about that game and there was nothing that I could piece together that would be productive last week so going to last night's game um we won 27 to 17 not too bad 10 point lead except for the fact that our defense had four interceptions, which would at least, if you just went off of field goals, would be 12 points at least, right? And then we had two touchdowns, which is 14, and then we had the defensive touchdown also. So we should have at least been at 35, if not way higher, of points yesterday. But like I mentioned earlier, Dak has been off lately, just inaccurate. Um, But then he throws these, like, amazing throws that you're like, whoa, how do you even fit that into that window? Or he put that only where the receiver could get it. And it's, like, those amazing throws. And then he just completely overthrow a receiver that's open. So that's a big issue that they he needs to get under control because going into this December and January these are big, big games in terms of seeding for the NFC in the playoffs. So they only play a team with a winning record the remainder of the season with the Arizona Arizona Cardinals, excuse me, on the second to last week. And they finish out the game at Philly, which I think is winnable. Um, but these two games against Washington, Washington's kind of sneaking up here and being uh, kind of a decent team. So... I'm not worried about losing the division, but 
with the way Dak's been playing and last night, he's got to figure something out because what he's doing is not working. Um, so, like I said, 27-17, we went to, we played against the Saints in the Superdome, which besides Arrowhead, where the Kansas City Chiefs play, it is probably one of the toughest, if not arguably the toughest environment to play in. The crowd gets super into it. You can't hear your own players. Um, it is people, it is the ultimate 12th man of the Superdome. So based off of that, you say, oh, well, they came in on the road Thursday night. They've been, they have played three games in 12 days, which is absurd. Usually only play two in 14, but because they played on Thanksgiving, they like nudged that game in there and then they played on a short week and then played again on Thursday. So they've played three games in 12 days. They're banged up and they're coming into one of the hardest environments to play in. And they come out with a win 27-17. Great, right? Yeah, except that the Saints team is decimated all around. Their offensive line is hurt. They're playing with their third-string quarterback. And that score tells you a very different story than the actual game if you watched it. That game was close going into the fourth quarter. The Saints were only down a touchdown going into the fourth quarter. So, like... That win, although, yes, it was a win, I'm a bit concerned about this team going into the playoffs and winning playoff games because you can't perform the way that you did last night and think that you're going to come out against the Rams, against the Bucks, against the Cardinals, or against the Packers and come out with a win. To think that would be absurd. So Dallas needs to figure their stuff out and get their stuff together and screw their heads on right because these teams that they're going to play in the playoffs, they're not the decimated Saints. They're not the decimated Falcons. Like, you need to be able to consistently put up points if you want to make it to the NFC Championship game and potentially the Super Bowl. The way they're playing right now, this is not a Super Bowl team that's playing right now. This is not the 6-1 and team that was playing when I first made this podcast. They're not. They're different. They're not as bad as they played against the Chiefs or against the Broncos. They're not that team either. They're somewhere in the middle. But you need to figure it out. Figure out which one you're going to be and go with it. Because you can't have these wishy-washy, up-and-down, inconsistent games. It's just not going to fly in the playoffs. So, last night, Tony Pollard, I've been... Tony Pollard is amazing. I love his quickness, his twitch, if you want to call it. He just makes defenders miss. He got loose for a a 58-yard touchdown the other day. Last night. The other day. (laughs) Last night. And just, he just flew. They almost had him for a loss in the backfield. And he just flew and went and was like, yeah, see you later. And just went and got a touchdown. And Zeke has been banged up. My opinion, I think they need to sit him for Washington and maybe even the next game against the Giants and let him rest because he's not effective on the field right now. 
So you're wasting downs, handing the ball off to Zeke, and he's not going anywhere, so it's going to be second and 10, third and 10, and now you're in a third and long situation, and you have to trust Dak, who's been inconsistent, to throw the ball to get the first down. So I think Pollard needs to take the majority of the snaps these next few games, let Elliott rest because you'll want him in the playoffs, absolutely, and you're going to get that explosiveness that you're not going to get from Zeke when you put in Pollard. So Mike McCarthy was gone last night. Any, any of you realize this? We lost three of our last four games, right? And Mike McCarthy was there. Then Mike McCarthy was not there. Dan Quinn stepped in as the head coach. And we won. Mike, F. Might just be a coincidence, but Mike McCarthy has COVID, so he was not at the game last night. And I was hoping that he was watching the way Dan Quinn was coaching because at the end of the first half, Dan Quinn did something that Mike McCarthy gets terrified to do, which is take a timeout. It was so crazy. We were on like the seven yard line, it was first and goal. And you know what Dan Quinn did? One hand vertical, one hand horizontal, called the timeout. Mike McCarthy. Watch that because that's what you're supposed to be doing that you're too afraid to do. And that helped us get a field goal to go into the second half and go up up six points and come out with the ball in the second half and hopefully put up some points, which we obviously did not. But take a note, Mike McCarthy. Dan Quinn knows how to take timeouts. You too, Jerry Jones. Write that down. So this defense won the game for them last night, hands down, with four takeaways Um, And one pick six, which is when you intercept the ball and you run it back for a touchdown. They dominated last night, and I was very, very proud of them. Uh, Micah Parsons, he now has 10 sacks on the season. And he is, I, you could line this kid up anywhere. And he's going to make plays. They had him in coverage last night. So he was running with a wide receiver. And he broke up the pass. And and it, what it did was allow his teammate to... Because he tipped it up in the air. And so his teammate was able to intercept the ball. That all started with Micah Parsons breaking up that pass. This kid is so versatile. I'm, I'm so happy we have him. <laughs> For like the next, hopefully, 10, 12 years. We have this kid on our team. He is a difference maker. He is the leader of that defense. And he might be one of the best players on the team, if not the best player. Not the most valuable, but the one of the best players on that team. And we got Demarcus Lawrence back last night. He looks like he did not miss a beat. Batted a couple um, passes down that Taysom Hill threw. And this defense... They, they're stepping up when the offense is not being productive. The defense is coming out and making plays for them and giving the offense more chances. My only concern is what happens when the defense doesn't take the ball away. Well, you get what happened against the Raiders. You get what happened against the Broncos. So this defense is very takeaway heavy because they'll give away a lot of yards. But then they're like, yeah, we'll give you all these yards, but then we're going to intercept the ball. Or we're going to cause a fumble and we're going to recover it. So... But when they don't do that and they give up a bunch of yards, then that's when long touchdown drives happen. And then if the Cowboys go three and out, then long touchdown drives happen again. So the Cowboys get a 
quote-unquote mini buy this week because they played last night and they don't play till next Sunday. So they have 10 days. Hopefully they can get a little healthier. Dak needs to clear out whatever mental fog he's in with this inaccuracy that is unlike him. And they need to come out and perform big against Washington. If I'm not mistaken, if they win against Washington on Sunday, I think that pushes the division. Like I think after that, they would win the division because even if they lost against the Giants and Washington and then the Eagles, they would go one for one with everybody and they would have the winning record. So I believe, and I don't believe that they're going to lose three out of the four in the division, but I think as long as they win on Sunday against Washington, I think that that would kind of seal up the division. So a disappointing month. Start December off with a win. Not really impressed by the win, but it is a win. So I, you know, I'm frustrated, but they did win. So I need to also realize that. So sometimes, you know, in December, when you get into the month of December, there aren't pretty wins like there are in September, you know, where you have these big blowout wins or these just impressive wins. December is when you get into the grit. You have to fight for each yard. You have to fight for each player to play because people are banged up and hurt. These are the last few weeks of the season where people's bodies have endured 13, 14 weeks of just pounding. So December and January, they're not full of pretty wins. So I also have to remind myself of that too. But we came away with a win, eight and four. We got a good two and a half lead in the division, but they have to have their eyes focused on the seeding for the NFC and they need to get rid of that mental fog and screw their heads on straight and get this thing going for these la- for this last five-game stretch of the season. So see you guys next Monday. Hope you guys have a great weekend.